Welcome back to the Carida Mari podcast. I am your host, Maria Rivera Heath, and this is the place where we come to learn the new good shit and let go of what doesn't work. I just ran up the stairs. That's why I'm a little bit out of breath. But anyway, um, I received um, one of your messages and one of you sent me this video. It's really, a, it's a, it's a big, um, it's a TikTok and it's from Mind Valley. And it's apparently this person has a lot of followers and I want to play it for you. Um, I want you to hear, cause we're going to do today. We're going to, I'm going to introduce you to the nonviolent communication process. And I would just want you to hear this person's message and how it can be um, not the, not the listener's message, but the person, you know, in the video and the place is mind Valley, which is huge. It's kind of like Hay house type of thing. And I just want, and the person is Dan Savage, the world's most influential sex columnist gets really gets real with the mind Valley audience. What, you know, like, what are your thoughts about this? And I want to bring this, I'm going to have you listen. I'm going to have you listen and I also want you to, I'm going to um, introduce you to the nonviolent communication using this as an example. So I'm going to ha- play this. It's quick. It's like 30 seconds. Okay. So. Huge, especially if what you want is a sexually exclusive relationship. The letters I get, half of them in a week. We are best friends. Everyone always says that. We get along great. I love him. He loves me or she loves me. Uh, we agree politically. Da, da, da. We can talk all night. But the sex is terrible. Da, 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 da. I've hung in there hoping that it would get better. We've worked on it. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And my answer is get in a time machine and break up earlier and sooner. Because you should have been prioritizing sexual compatibility. It's as important in a sexually exclusive relationship um, not even in a, in a sexual relationship. It's as important as emotional, political, religious compatibility. But a sex-negative culture convinces you that you're a dirty sex pervert if you prioritize it equally to those other things that you're prioritizing when you're searching for a partner. So I, um, and this and, and this person asked me, what are my thoughts? Just like the video, right? The video is questioning, you know, what do you, what do you think about this? Because... You know, introducing you to the nonviolent communication process when these two individuals, the person that sent this this email to this person was saying we get along. Everything is fantastic. We stay up all night talking. Everything is fantastic except the sex. Right. And um, and then he continues to add in regards to like the way that this country is or the culture is that if we prioritize sex, then um that we shouldn't, right? That we should, especially we should prioritize sex when it comes to being sexually exclusive to one person. So in regards to the nonviolent communication, right? That this person, my challenge here is that this person communicate their sexual needs to their partner, right? So, you know, what are, you know, what do they like? How do they like it, etc. You know, so did they do any requesting? You know, did they request what they want in a partner? And if they're talking all night, right? Like, let's get real. If you're talking all night with this person, 
chances are you just met them, okay? Because I've been married for 28 years. I don't talk to my husband all night. I really don't. Um, I don't know if I ever talked to him all night. I just want to fucking sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's get our shit done and let's just go to sleep. But the thing is, obviously, to me, they're not married, right? This partnership that this person is talking about is... It can actually damage someone that's listening, someone that's young in their 20s or whatever, that they really haven't had life yet, um, you know, a lot of life yet to actually expand in, you know, expand that. And one of the things, you know, like this, this person asked me, do I agree? Like, do I agree in like, hey, if you're not sexually compatible, like, quit while you're, you know, quit while you're ahead. And I disagree with that because life has shown me that there's more than sex. Yes, sex is fantastic, but you can also get a really good mind fuck with a beautiful conversation. But then again, that doesn't happen in the early stages of a relationship. Okay. So I just want to give you, um, the person that sent me this video, I want to give you like a better um, explanation in regards to communication. Since we're talking about communication this week, that example of this person with a huge following can't, it's, it's not, and, and also you can only, you know, fit a little tiny bit in a TikTok video, right? And then it goes fucking viral. So just be very careful with what, you know, with what you want in a partnership, prioritize whether you're sexually exclusive or not. I don't give a shit if you're fucking 10,000 people. You know what I mean? Like, always express what your needs are and what you want in a relationship. All right, so let's get to the nonviolent communication process. First, observe. There's four components to it. One is observe. Two is feelings. Three, needs. Four, requests. So one, observe. What is or are the actions that are triggering your feelings when the person that is in front of you is expressing something to you? Okay. So what what are the feelings? You're listening to them. They're, it sounds like a complaint at first, right? So what are the feelings? So let's take a listen to you know, like the video that, that we did that. What are the feelings that this person was was feeling when he or she was not getting her needs met sexually, right? So what also, what are the needs, right? Did this person express the needs to her partnership, okay? Whoever, whoever the partner is. And what are they requesting of them? You know, chances are, if they're talking all night, again, it's it's early in the relationship and there aren't any requesting because you're just getting along. You're just trying to find your groove with this person, okay? So first, let's say you're the mom and your child comes to you and they're expressing a need or something. You're going to observe what they are. What is it that they are telling me? It's very difficult, this process, to learn. But once you learn, it gets easier. And it doesn't, you never perfect it, okay? But the better you get at it, the more you practice it, the more you are aware of it, the better you'll, 
you'll respond to your child. So first observe, what is it that they're telling you, right? What is it? What's the behavior? Look for, observe the behavior that you are exuding that is hurtful to them. Then look for the feelings. What is it that they're feeling? What is it that you are triggering in them from a parental standpoint, right? Or your spouse or whoever. And then what are their needs, right? What are their needs? What are they needing from you? And also, what are they requesting from you? What is it that they are requesting? At first, children are not going to have the emotional capacity to know this, right? To They're just going to express themselves the way that they've been taught to express themselves. So you need to learn how to teach them how to do this, okay? So let's reverse it. Let's reverse the nonviolent communication. This is confusing at first, but you're going to get it. It's going to become a little bit more clear as I go along. I just took a sip. Um, so let's reverse the nonviolent communication. Now, right, like now you're the listener, okay? So at this point, you're the listener. At first, I'm going to take you now, right now, I'm going to take you through being the person that's telling the story, okay? You're going to voice your feelings. So what are the actions, right? What are the actions that you are taking? Okay, so what are the actions that you are taking that it's hurting this person? Okay, let's let's think about that. How is my behavior? Because they're telling you, mom, you're acting, you know, what you did or said or blah, blah, blah. You know, they're going to tell you it's hurting me. Okay, so now you're listening and you're saying, what are the actions that I am taking that is upsetting my partner or is upsetting my child? So what you're doing, you're actually removing judgment, which is very difficult for a lot of people. Okay, you're removing judgment. You're looking for what is the behavior that I'm exuding that is causing a sort of a, a feeling. Okay, so how is my behavior triggering my child or triggering my spouse okay so that's what you're gonna you're looking for again what are the needs that they are expressing what do they need from me what do i need from them okay so what is my behavior let's let's flip back and forth a little bit what are the behaviors that my spouse is exuding that is making me feel a certain type of way what is it that I need from my partner, okay, so that we can be happy together in this relationship? Okay, so what is my partner asking of me? And what is it that I need to ask of my partner? So we're doing it back and forth. We are observing their behaviors. We are observing our behaviors. We are expressing our feelings, listening for their feelings, we are expressing our needs, listening for their needs. We are expressing our requests and we are listening for their requests. Now, granted, again, I want to reiterate again that your partner or your child may not have the words yet. 
to express themselves, okay? And you may not have them either. This is this may be completely new for you too, right? And it takes um it takes practice into doing that. And there's and the book actually has a lot of examples and the examples that I'm using right now is I'm keeping it in a constraint of the relationship that I work with, which is mothers and mothers really most of them is women and women and their partners okay um so i'm going to give you examples i'm going to I'm not, these examples are not in the book but the examples that i think because you're listening to me you know that i am a a therapist that works with women and their partners so and women that want to break generational trauma right so i'm giving you in this type of context okay so these examples that i'm giving you are not in the book but the book has a lot of good stuff in it and i encourage you to get to get the book again okay it's nonviolent communication um so do you you know like also when you're in the midst in, in the midst of this communication back and forth either with your husband or wife or you know your spouse or your child ask yourself okay do you want to be right okay meaning you don't want to take responsibility for your shit or do you want to better the relationship meaning i am going to take responsibility for whatever i did or didn't do and then you need to ask yourself what is the priority there are you the priority or is your relationship with your child or husband or spouse the priority Okay, so if you're following along with me, I'm, I'm actually right now on chapter two. So communication that blocks compassion. Okay, and the, the communication that blocks compassion is your need, right? Needing to be right is not a need. Okay, wanting to be right may be a need of yours because of your ego being so young, right? So the ego might be immature, your inner child right, is young and hasn't healed yet. So you're going to need, right, it's going to feel like you need to be right. But needing to be right is not a need. Needing to be right is a two-year-old toddler's want, okay? That's your inner child wanting to be on top of the situation, wanting to be right, wanting to be heard that's why they're called the terrible twos is because during that time you know of of child development they are learning language and they are learning to connect language to emotions and that's why when you you know children of two three four their their expression the way that they express themselves is so fucking raw and it's so awesome unfortunately we fuck them up with our own shit, right? So this is why, why we want to break the patterns here, okay? So let's not need to be right, okay? Let's change our needs to being compassion, okay? Because without compassion nor vulnerability, there will be no chance in hell that you're going to communicate in a healthy way. Compassion has to be upfront, you need to have compassion and be vulnerable enough to be able to 
hold what the person is bringing to you, whether it's your spouse or your child. You need to be compassionate enough to hold what they're bringing to the table. Okay, so let's look closer at the um, at at a the example of like pants on the floor, right? So let's say, um, let's say you're this. I hear this all the time, and my husband does this all the fucking time leaves his shit everywhere, pants everywhere, okay? And I hear it in sessions all the time. So, and you may hear this too. And then, and what I also hear is this, listen for the judgment. I'm going to, I'm going to say certain things and you listen for the judgments, okay? You lazy piece of shit. Will you just pick up your fucking pants? What the fuck do you think I am? Your mother, right? All of that, is shame also is judgment all of it right so you're, you're judging the person you're calling them lazy um will you just do that there's no there's no request here right there's no observation there's no request there's no need being spoken when it comes to when you when you go and confront someone so all right so this is an example of analyzing and diagnosing Okay, you're analyzing them by calling them lazy. You're analyzing them by calling them a name. Okay, so you're degrading the person by calling them a piece of shit. You're also diagnosing them by referring to them as a child. What do you think? I am your mother, right? So you are uplifting yourself no better than 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 the behavior that they're exuding, right? Because you yourself, you're acting like a two-year-old right there. So you're actually bringing yourself up to a higher level than your partner or your child, okay? But where are the needs, right? So where's the need in you lazy piece of shit? Will you just pick up your, you know, your clothes or whatever it is? So where's the compassion there? None, right? Where's the need? There is no need. Not stating any need because it's just saying, will you just pick this stuff up? It's not telling you any need, the vulnerability part. There is no vulnerability. There's no, there aren't any feelings being shared with that example, okay? There's no feelings there. You lazy piece of shit, no feelings there, just just anger. Will you just pick up your, your pants? That's, that's not a request, that is a demand, okay? What the, what the fuck do you think I am, okay? That's a judgment, all right? That's, there's no feelings there. So when you leave, right, let's, let's rephrase this. When you leave your clothing on the floor, I feel unappreciated. Mind you, you don't need to pick up the clothes, okay? I don't pick up the clothes. I take the clothes and I put them in the basket. That's it. I want, I don't want the clothes. My husband could care less where his clothes are. I, on the other hand, don't want them all over the place. So I pick them up and put them in a basket for him. Whether they're clean, dirty, none of my business. None of my business. That's up to him. That's his business. He wants his clothes clean pile, dirty pile. That's his business. He needs to tell me that. Okay? He needs to tell me where he wants his clothes. That's it. Everybody's happy. He doesn't care. I'm the one that's going mental. I care. So what do I do? I put him in a fucking container. Like it goes in in the hamper. That's it. Everybody's happy. So I feel, right, 
So you, this is another, this is another uh, example. I feel as though you expect me to be your mother and pick up after you. I don't do that. I'm just giving you an example, okay? Like she did when you were four years old. Again, that's a judgment, okay? Behaving like a four-year-old isn't sexy. I don't want to be married to a four-year-old, okay? So the behavior... Think about this. The behavior of leaving your stuff behind is a childish behavior. Adults pick up after themselves, right? Not all adults do that, but that's a behavior that is expectant of a 20-year-old, 30-year-old, 40-year-old, 50-year-old, right? You pick up after yourself. It's just common practice. But when you don't pick up after yourself or you're mindless, right, because ADD also has these types of behaviors. So the, the behavior is childish. That can trigger a feeling, right, of a maternal role. Do you understand what I'm, where I'm coming from? So let me reiterate. Leaving the clothes, we're using just this as an example, leaving clothes all over the place is a behavior that is exuded normally, to child developmentally, by a young child, when you behave as the mother of this young child picking the stuff up for them, right? It's triggering your maternal feeling, your maternal role. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay? Don't act don't act like a mom. I I you don't act like the mom, they're not going to act like a child, okay? And and also shaming someone and and here's another thing in regards to like as a therapist right shame is a horrible feeling to feel right it's a, it's a horrible feeling it comes with trauma it is a horrible feeling to live in shame for so many years okay so shame can also sometimes be a huge motivator okay so for example um someone that is very, very heavy. I know someone, this happened to someone. Very, very heavy, sat in a chair in front of people, got stuck in the chair, couldn't get out of the chair. It motivated that, excuse me, it motivated that person to lose weight, okay? And so the shame that this person, you know, went through at that moment motivated them to do something about the way that they, you know, you know their, their size is. It's not always it's not always ideal, you know what I mean? Because it's done out of desperation and out of shame. The lessons that are necessary don't usually are learned when shame is present. So to shame someone by analyzing them and calling them, you know, names or their behaviors, you know, that can be shaming, especially from a mother, from a mother to a child, you know what I'm saying? This is this is not always the best thing to do. I just want to bring that out that yes, it can be a huge motivator, but it is not the most ideal motivator because the lessons that the person, the child needs to learn, they don't get learned. So what I always suggest to couples, like I mentioned before, especially the women that I see is that stop behaving like a mother. Don't behave like a mother because that too ain't sexy. Okay. So, and this is, this is also 
something that I hear a lot. Like, I have five children. He's the oldest of them all. You know, that's like, you know, you just called your husband a child. You know, stop acting like a mother. Because if your husband is acting a child or your spouse is acting like a child, chances are you're acting like a parent. And that ain't, it's not a sexy um, dynamic, but that's nonetheless, that's the dynamic that I know that you saw growing up, okay? You saw your mother acting like a mother, your father acting like a child, and then that, that dynamic was learned. Because you, you're not born knowing this. You're not born acting this way, okay? This is learned behavior. And so I'm bringing this up to your attention so that you can unlearn this behavior, Okay, for example, leaving the clothes on the floor. You know, if it really, really bothers you, take a basket like I do, put all the clothes in it, right? You're cleaning up for you. You're not cleaning up for them. You're asking them to clean up for you, right? But if, just do it. Like, just, you don't like it there, do it. Chances are, unless you're in therapy and, and or you learn how to communicate this way, you're not going to be able to see the dy- the the, the uh, dynamics that are in you know in play at you know at that time and you're not you're not not only are you not going to see them in you in your relationship because you also need that third person that tracks you okay so they can probably um be careless about their clothing But the goal is for the relationship to be happy, okay? Not for you to be happy because you're not married to you. You're married to your spouse. Again, the goal is for the relationship between you and your child to be better, not the relationship that your child has with you because it is not their their job to make sure that you are well taken care of. You're the mom. It is your job to make sure that your child is well taken care of. Mimic that, right? So that they can mimic that and then they can do that with their child. Make sure that their child is well taken care of. You can go to therapy. You can go to a therapist and relay that message. Like, I feel like shit when my, when my child comes to me and tells me X, Y, and Z. I don't like it, blah, blah, blah. You can take that to your therapist, not to your kid. So let's talk a little bit about denial of responsibility. Okay, so when you choose, this is really, this is, I think this is the meat too of, of what causes, you know, um, communication to go south. So when you choose to deflect what belongs to you, right, where do you think that deflection goes? Right, so for example... If you deny doing something, behaving some type of way, or saying anything that it, in a hurtful way to your kid, knowing that you said it, right, or you did it, if you don't take responsibility for your behavior, who do you think takes responsibility for that behavior, right? If your child is coming to you with an issue in their hands, standing in front of you with a behavior that you did that was hurtful to them or something that you said that was hurtful to them and they're saying in their own words, mom, 
I need you to take responsibility right here. They're holding it in their hands, handing it over to you, whatever it is that you did or said, which is energy, by the way, right? So they're holding this, take the responsibility. And you and yourself, you're saying, ooh, that's yucky, that's ugly. I don't want to take that, right? Because that's energy, right? That's energy. And they're taking responsibility for whatever you put out they're mirroring it back to you. They're bringing it to you. And you're like, no, right? So when you're saying, no, I'm not going to take responsibility for my behavior, right? Remember, remember the four components. Observe what they're, what they're bringing, the behavior. What feelings are they exuding? Like, what is it that they're telling you? What are the needs and what are the requests, okay? So what are the options, that this child have like what are the options they're standing there hoping you take responsibility for your actions observe them they want they need you to hear their pain what are their feelings understand right they need you to understand what their needs are and really listen to what they're requesting of you which is to take your shit back unfortunately your child may not have the words, like I said before. They may not have the words to express themselves like I just did. So when your kid comes to you, try not to judge them by saying to yourself, ew, that's yucky energy. That's, that shit you, you put out there, right? All they're doing is you, you're, they're mirroring back to you the pain that you're in and now they're in. And they're, bring, and they're trying to give you back your own shit, right? Because it's not theirs. It's not theirs. They were born not having this shit. You gave them trauma. And they want to give your, your trauma back to you. But you're saying, no, don't want to. Meanwhile, they hold on. They feel like shit for years and years and years. They feel the unworthiness. They feel unheard for years and years and years due to the whatever trauma, because you refuse to take your shit back. So let's break those cycles, okay? Let's, let's, let's break the generational patterns. Let's continue to heal ourselves so that our kids learn something new and pass it on to others, to their children and others, whoever they come in contact with, okay? So this example that I just shared with you is also a great example for chapter three. Okay, observing without evaluating. Okay, so here's a journal prompt. Okay, here's a journal prompt. How can I better listen to my child or spouse without hearing criticism? Okay, that's huge, huge. And also I want to challenge you for the next week, you know, next week or so, forever if you want to. I'm going to challenge you to go people watching. Watch people. Watch their behaviors. I want you to judge them. Okay? Really judge them. And then I want you to stop yourself immediately. You judge them and then you stop yourself immediately and then ask yourself this question. What's true for me? If that person is exuding that behavior, what's true for me? Okay? Because wherever you go, people are going to mirror you. 
Okay, so ask yourself, what's true for me? Okay, so next week, we're going to talk more about expressing your feelings and taking responsibility. We're going to give you more and more. Well, I'm going to not we. What the fuck am I talking about? It's just me here. Um, expressing feelings, right? So, um, yeah, we, you and I, we're going to talk about uh, expressing feelings and taking responsibility. And again, the book is Nonviolent Communication. I actually shared it yesterday on my Instagram. So go under my Instagram, Maria Rivera Heath, and it's under the highlights books, and I have it there. So um, you can get it from Amazon or wherever you get your books. And so if you found value with this podcast today, please leave me a review or hit the star button. Um, what you need to do is people are asking me how to leave the review. Um, you need to just go after after listening to this episode, exit out of this you know, of this episode, go to your library. So if you have an iPhone, you go to the podcast and you go down below, it says library, hit library, click on library, look for my podcast, click on the podcast, scroll all the way down. And then you're going to see where it gives you an option to leave a review or to star, give me a star. And please be honest. Okay. If you're not getting any value, leave me a review anyway. Okay, I want to know how I can service my people more. Okay, so if you think that I suck, tell me that I suck. I want to know. Okay, I want to know how I'm helping you. I want to know how I can service you even better. Okay, you're helping you. If you help me, you're help. You're helping so many other people. Okay, if you want to hate on me, hate on me. I don't give a flying fuck. You do you, boo. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, do something. If you don't want to review me, give and you find value in this, always do not close the circle of giving and receiving. If you receive from me, please, please, please make sure that you give to somebody else. Whether you want to leave me a review or not, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, don't do it. But please go out into the world and give of yourself to someone else. You just received. Don't keep it. Don't keep that energy. Okay? Make sure that you take what you need and then you give to somebody else. The circle of giving and receiving is extremely important. Don't be one of those people that receive, receive, receive and don't give. That is not compassionate, that is not vulnerability, and that is not what I'm about, okay? So let's do better. We have to do better. Again, next week, let's talk more about expressing ourselves and taking responsibility and have a beautiful week. One more thing that I want to add, with, that I want to add is next Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific time, I'm going to be live on Instagram with a woman, Lavinia, that um, we've been uh, back and forth sharing our journeys. But I'm actually, she is bringing me onto her space to talk about how trauma shows up in the workspace. Okay, so if you want to join us there, that'd be nice. That's 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. And then it's like 
sometime the next day on Thursday in Australia. I have no fucking clue, but it'll be next Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. And um, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Okay. Um, thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye.